that's for the lady. <sighs> Babe. What? I'm so pregnant. Seems that way. Pregnant. <laughs> Did you make that up or is that from something? I don't know. Probably both. I just, I was, for those of you who have been pregnant, had children, or are currently, or are looking forward to this divine experience, <laughs> my stomach feels like someone put expanders inside of it, and there's things moving up into my rib cage that shouldn't be there. That's I where think we are. supposed to be, though. So your only purpose of existence <laughs> is to reproduce. Okay. Well, there's that. <laughs> Bi- biologically. <laughs> the utility of your, of your uh, you know, of your reality. It is. I was up all night and the baby is just like doing laps. It's just swimming. Yeah, it's an athlete. <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. It's not going to come out. They're all obese and shit. What if it's not an athlete? What are you going to do? Uh, it's like a piano player who hates cool. guns and dirt. How would, they do, how would they even know to hate something? <laughs> I didn't like dirt. Well, yeah, because no one showed you. Yeah. Not like you were encouraged. True, true. Yeah. I mean. Are the world's going to be like our children are going to watch the downfall of civilization. They have to be prepared for that. So they probably won't have the opportunity to do, to do a lot of things we do because they'll all be going down in flames and they'll have to defend themselves and find a colony somewhere and repopulate the planet. The world is ending. Yep. That's how it's going to go down. So I'm preparing my children for that reality. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Glad that we're optimistic in this house. <laughs> we're realistic. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, you save them for college. Like college just won't exist. <laughs> I asked you that the other day. I'm really curious in what college is going to be like. Yeah. In like 20 years, if college is going to exist. I'm sure people think that you're going to change a lot in their lifetime and they don't. You don't feel like, I feel like things have changed a lot in our lifetime just from technology. Well, like, technology, but like college is still here. Yeah. Still drive cars. But online we college is really prevalent now. At University of Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> My dad went there. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible we don't need to get into that that's I got my degree in, in podcasting <laughs> University of Phoenix I'm gonna put that in my in my email like little whatever byline thing oh please do University of Phoenix graduate <laughs> I, got, oh I got a PhD from University of Phoenix oh good uh, that's how a lot of those cosmetic surgeons in Miami have a fucking University of Phoenix doctor what was that uh, was that Mariana Vicente show that we watched yeah traffic oh my god if you guys have not watched those, traffic those like high volume cheap Ass assoplasties. Assoplasties. <laughs> what? That show is so good. From drugs to like the cartels, guns, plastic ass, surgery, ass surgery, ass surgery. It is um, fascinating. She's amazing. The, lo- the love, the like love scammers from Jamaica are pretty <gasps> yes! fun too. They make these old people like feel so loved. Like, and- oh, I love you, Frank. And then they give. Their, I need some money. And then they get the money and then they run away. It's crazy and they have no shame. Yeah, well, you know. Most of them. They just see it as like, they we have more, they're like Robin Hood, man. Taking from the halves. Yeah. You got enough money to give some scammer $10,000. Like, well, there's who, you know, I need to be a feel sorry for them. Yeah. Like the guy on the uh, Anarchist documentary. Also very well done. Y'all should watch that. Yeah, we're documentary. We're documentary whores over here. We are. That was so well done. This guy goes in to... For six years. For, the yeah, for six community years. Arcapulco. Yeah. In Arcapulco. Yeah. It's crazy. Worth wow. watching. Yeah. It's uh, on HBO. HBO what Max. Else, what else did we just watch that was really good? I feel like? Family Guy. You guys heard of Family Guy? I never watched Family Guy until a week ago. <laughs> and I love it. It's funny. It is funny. So a little known fact about me. 
I don't laugh out loud when I watch things usually. I don't know why. It's just a thing. It takes something. Is it? Mm -hmm. You laugh out loud all the time. Yeah, I'm a giggle box though. Yeah. But I just don't. It takes something that I have to think is really funny. And I don't laugh out loud at people because I want them to feel insecure about their own reality or their own uh, personality. You're an asshole. I am. Yes. But Family Guy makes me laugh out loud, which I really enjoy. So does South Park. Very similar for me. Yeah, it's good. It's a similar, similar experience. Yeah. Um, okay, so I put out a little poll on the Instagrams and thought that it would be really cool to do a couple episodes on this. So this is basically part one of a two-part conversation that Connor and I are going to have today. I was just really curious how people felt about marriage, whether they were thinking about getting married or are already married. Because this is our first year of marriage. We're almost through our first year of marriage in like yeah, two months. That's crazy. Surprised we made it this far. Same. Um, <laughs> surprised you still live here. But I just thought this would be an interesting conversation. It actually was an insane amount of responses. I think this is the most responses I've gotten to anything I've ever posted in my life. So that was very telling for me. So I'm really excited to chat with you about this, babe, and you know, just share people's insights because it was really interesting to hear what's on people's hearts and what they're fucking freaked out about. Similar to things I freaked out about before we got married. So that was cool. Made me feel better about myself. Yeah. Um, you're, not, you're not alone. <laughs> I'm not alone. So this episode, we're going to be covering what scares you the most about marriage and what excites you the most about marriage. There's nothing to be excited about. <laughs> Where your soul goes to die. Well, <laughs> I'm going to make that the show title, Marriage Where Your Soul Goes to Die. It's what happens. You have to resist it. <laughs> oh, you my gotta God. you got to fight the darkness. Okay. So, Con, before I get into this, so we decided we're not going to get deep into what excites you the most because people were um, definitely more everybody, focused on the negative. Everybody has a negativity <laughs> bias, dude. No one thinks about like, oh, because also what excites you the most, something up, it's different for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe what excites you the most in your marriage is... Growing closer to the Lord together, <laughs> which literally none of our followers said that. Yeah, Shocking. I'm just saying, but like maybe that is. That's there's no problem in that. Yeah, that's not for me. You know, mm-hmm. most exciting part for me is, um, <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about that. One. <laughs> Someone call the divorce lawyer, please. <laughs> Babe, okay, but before we got married, real yes. talk. What excited you the most about the idea of marriage? I don't know. I don't. What excited me? I don't think it was something to be that excited. It was like, it was like, it wasn't the wedding excited me. It seemed like it would be fun. I don't, I mean, it's not like I don't know, <laughs> having kids. Response. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know, man. Like, why are you going to come at me like that? Don't ask me silly questions. That's not a silly question. It is. What, I mean, what, I don't understand what the difference is between being married and not being married anyways. It's like a commitment. And why are we married? I know. <laughs> this is so great. No, I'm just kidding. But it's like. It's like your relationship would be kind of like relatively, if you have kids and you have a house together, do the whole thing. It's like, yeah, well, so well, we got married. We both wanted to be married. Yes. But we had talked about not getting married. I still think it's just, silly, even though I wanted to do it. Why? You know, I want to do all kinds of silly things. It's just silly. It's a silly thing. It's like, oh, hey, here's the, the government gets to tell you that you're in an official relationship now that's legally binding. Yeah. And you get some tax breaks and have a prenup. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's right. like. I mean, just the whole concept is like, you know, we all humans do silly shit. And this is one of the silly things we do. It was this is like this isn't something that was born out of a fucking Hallmark card love story. 
it's it was a transfer of property once upon a time. So right. it's like let's not pretend that this is like the or like this is this is manifest from from deep longing love. Like that's not what this fucking thing is. This is like it's changed a bajillion times in human history, and it's odd. It's yeah. odd. Like pair bonding legally for your lifetime is a weird thing to fucking do. Mm-hmm. Let's so, just straight up. So why did you propose then? Because people were weird, and humans are weird, and I, we do weird things. Okay. Well, and so this is, it was like, you interesting know, qu- interesting answer. I don't, I'm just, I'm just saying on the, like zoom out. Am I wrong? No, I get what you're saying. Okay. So it's like, it doesn't mean that, you know, we do all kinds of weird shit. It wasn't cause you love me and wanted to spend your life. Together. I was doing that already. I know. So no, I didn't, back I didn't, to what I, I was going to say. anybody's permission to do that. Right. So <laughs> what I was saying is that we, because we knew we were getting older and we knew we had to do IVF, not to shame older parents. Cause hi. I'll be 40 probably when I have our second kid. Totally get it. But yes, I will. Pregnant in January. Uh, No. (laughs) Um, You can fuck all the way off. Um, No, but it was really, for some reason, it was really important to me to have the same last name as our child and to have things in place if something were to happen. Um, Just, I wanted legal support. We have a lot, you know, at the time we had two houses together. We have a company together. There's just like a lot of moving parts. And for me, it made me feel more at ease and safer. And also it just mattered to me to have the same last name as my kid when they were born. And we also knew we wanted to get married and we knew we wanted that level of commitment to each Mm -hmm. other. And we basically already had that. It, like you said, was just sort of signing on the dotted line and merging all of our shit together. Yeah. I mean, we also could have gotten married and you changed your name without having anything done with government paperwork. Yeah. Which is cool to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's all these things get kind of get conflated in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. It's cool. And that's a lot of those things are pragmatic. It's just like, it's like, it's just practical, it's yeah. like just fun, you know, totally. which is weird. It's weird to talk about marriage and because we've, we've romanticized it so much to be like, sometimes it, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things. It's pragmatic. It's emotional. You know, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot of things to consider, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard thing to think about. First year of our marriage has been hard, not going to lie. Well, you were on drugs the whole time. I know. You were addicted to fertility drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you had a serious fertility loved, drug. I loved shooting up all these drugs. <laughs> had to go to Progesterone rehab. really gets me going. Progesterone. <laughs> I'm on progesterone all the time, screaming at people. Oh, fuck Talking me. to the sky. <laughs> so dumb. I was excited. I've always wanted to be married, though. And I was really excited to get to stand up there and share our love in front of the people we love the most. And to also like get to be a wife and get to, you know, I'm very traditional. I was very excited about getting married. Yeah. Getting married and being married are two separate things. Oh yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it was cool to like do the whole thing and like the commitment, like that stuff is fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Our ceremony was so dope. It was really rad. We had good people there. Yeah. But again, the, the actual living of the marriage is a whole other story. So anyways, we're getting divorced. So yeah, <laughs> well, we really came here to tell you. <laughs> so it's over. So anyways, let's get to uh, what makes you excited about entering a, a doomed scenario. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I want to just go through, cause we're not going to get into this. What excited people about getting married, building family and future with my best friend, having a teammate, steadiness, soul growth, my no bullshit ride or die, growing old together, chasing dreams together and adventures and being with someone that you completely be. Wow. I can't talk. Being with someone that you can completely be you with. 
which I really love too. That's great. That's just really cute. <laughs> so those are the uh, naive humans of the world. Um, oh, let's so get to the angry people who <laughs> really understand what yeah. this is about. <laughs> people who write in their, in their um, Trapper Keeper about love. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trapper Keeper love shit. Exactly. So we have a lot of answers and we can't sit here for seven hours to go through all of these. So we picked a couple, but I'm going to read through all of them. Just so that if you also feel this way, I really do want you to feel like you're not fucking crazy and that you are seen and that other people also feel this way. So what scares you most about marriage? Answers. Losing myself, losing attraction over time, not feeling the first time crush or feelings again, taking each other for granted, getting too comfortable and complacent, failing, getting through devastation if it ends, the other person not doing the work to grow, the relationship ending, being trapped. Marrying the right person, partner waking up one day to realize they don't love you anymore, staying in love after kids, wanting to leave, becoming a widow, cheating. Becoming a widow? Yeah. It's heavy. It is heavy. I know who wrote that and I totally understand why she wrote that. Um, sexual monogamy, realizing values don't align later, boredom, getting comfortable with healthy confrontation, and the legality of she's stuck with me now. I mean, really what somebody should have wrote about what they're scared of is, is your pregnant wife just blowing up the bathroom while you're trying to do, uh, Connor! Trying, trying to put doors on the fucking the hinges. Fuck? Ow, you have a hole downstairs you could have used. Connor. <laughs> I fucking hate you. I have things happening. That's terrifying. I have, ni- I have nightmares still to this day. Connor. I have dreaming. I have, I have day terrors about that experience. <laughs> Like I was 10 feet away. You could have like chosen, you could have gone so many other places. You. Literally I, any other bathroom behind besides that bathroom. Mean to As me? I'm laboring away at our home, oh my God. trimming our doors down so we can, they can fit on the carpeted rooms. And they just have to do it <laughs> in, in a toxic war zone. <laughs> I might as well have been in Ukraine, dude. <laughs> Literally crying, laughing. Just for the record, are downstairs every morning around 8 a.m. for half an hour is an actual war zone, and the entire downstairs reeks <laughs> no, for hours. It's Theo's fault. <laughs> Theo goes down there every and, fucking and day. I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but what course, is with no one can. men and their morning fucking poop adventure? It hey, is it's, such it's called, a it's thing. Called, it's called being regular, first of all. It's like, and it's healthy. But then that's when I get all the memes. <laughs> Connor yeah. is very active on his phone for 30 minutes, and I know he must be pooping. Well, so yeah, and you get great content out of it. It sounds like a win-win. It sounds like a win-win to me. You get great dog memes, and I you know, feel some relief. And you get to have your sexual experience with your bidet. First off, I don't, it's not a sexual experience. It's just a great way to clean yourself. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, just, you just take that TP and you just rub the poop all over yourself and rub it into your skin. And I'll be over here with a clean butthole. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. This is what the show has become. We don't talk about hot threesomes anymore. We talk about pooping. Just wait till the baby comes. Oh, God. Yeah. Everyone's going to opt Preparing out of myself. subscribing on this Preparing shit. Preparing myself for all the doo-doo I have to deal with later on. Just, normal, just normalize. Are you going to hold doo-doo. the baby up to the bidet? Yeah, of course. That's why I got two more of them. That's why I got two more. Do you think I, you think I didn't think that through? I'm dying. I bought two more of the tushies. I need to sponsor this fucking or my show because I love them so much. And I was like, yeah, that way I don't have to wipe a kid's butt. I can just like they can sit on the toilet and I can just use spray them down. Hit them with a little wipe and then I don't have to go in there and like, dude, think about this. 
I mean, who was we were talking to somebody else who has a kid who's how old is uh, so we're talking, who was it was talking about their the kids poops are just like brutal right now. It was Kristen. Kristen. Yeah. So the daughter is she's two, two. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to deal with that. What I mean, they're going to be in the diaper. I'm going to take the diaper off. I'm going to put them on the toilet and they're going to hit the button and it's going to we're going to power wash their bike side. I promise to film this for all of you. Dude, and then, and then you know what I don't have to do is like get my hand up in a little in inside of a two year old butt and like get the poop out of there. Why would I want to do that? And maybe if we're out in public, for sure, it's a, it's a thing that's going to happen. But it's like if there's a doo doo cleaning device that's over the toilet, why would you not have that in your home? Wow. Everybody right now that has kids that are out of this now, like, oh, oh my god, I wish I had that. If anyone has ever used a bidet on a baby, please message me. It's I not a ba- two year old's not a baby it's or a whatever, kid. a child. A young child. Well, don't they start potty training? I don't know. I haven't gotten to potty exactly. training yet. I'm on breastfeeding right now. And but- yeah, there may be a problem because they're probably missed because they have a little butt and they'll squirt it on the wall, but it's just water, so fine. Put up a little tarp. <laughs> We're just going to plastic all over the house. <laughs> yeah, and they're going to get to school and be like, how do I use this toilet paper? I, I just I use, a little, I use a little water hose. It comes out with like a little laser beam and finds your bunghole and squirts water into it. It's great. Guys, you don't understand. No one understands me. On. Yes. Special announcement. Is it about gummies? Is it about Ta-da. soft little chewy delicious nuggets you put in your mouth and make you feel real nice? Good, good. Did you do that last night? I had two of them before I left last night. How was it? It was good. It felt nice. Felt I, chill? I have some more today for sure. I like it. Goes up too late. Yeah. So we um we're really special and we got an early shipment. <laughs> yeah. Of the, of the C of the, uh, well, they have the, the microdose THC. I like that. Yeah. So it's a microdose. So back up cured came out with gummies. Yay. Announcement. So they have Rishi in them, ashwagandha, full spectrum CBD, L-theanine, and it's a microdose of THC. You can buy them. I believe from anywhere in the U S they are yeah, under the, the amount. Yeah. They're below the legal limit. Which is fucking dope, you guys. This looks like, like, right, looks right on the line. It's 0. 0.8. Yes. Yeah. And it gives so many more people access to microdosing and to just an experience with CBD and THC that a lot of people haven't had before. You know what I liked about them? This is going to sound weird. just kind of counterintuitive. Is they didn't taste like candy. No, it tasted like, like fucking weed. It tastes like, it tastes like exactly what's in there, which is yeah. ashwagandha, uh, hemp oil. It's like, there's, it's, that's what it tastes. And that's the thing is like, they didn't, they didn't dress it up. To taste like a goddamn gummy bear. Well, they didn't put a bunch of fucking sugar in it. I didn't do, yeah, or whatever other bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, it doesn't, you know. It's, it's clean. Like, it's, it's, it's not like, it's not like you're going to get like sucked into eating a whole bag of them. You like eat what you want to eat. And it's like, you can tell like, oh, this is like, this is, this is not, this is legit. Yes. You know? Well, the thing to know about so many of the gummies on the market is that they're complete trash. <laughs> um, and they put so much shit in them and they're not good for you and i love always cured is the best with when it comes to ingredients and sourcing yeah, whenever we get weed gummies i'm always just like these are not good for you no you don't eat you don't eat very many of them no you have like one because it has yeah. 10 milligrams in exactly. one gummy yeah but these are really meant to just let you chill out they're called serenity gummies so we're so excited they're officially launching today as we're recording this we had them for the first time last night so we can't wait for you guys to try them Obviously, you know, we've been talking about Cured Forever. We have their entire line. We use everything every day. I'm fucking obsessed. I'm even giving the raw CBD to the dogs. Um, (laughs) Dutch is having a lot of arthritic pain and some limping. And so I've added in the CBD twice a day for him. So we know you guys will absolutely love everything. So you can go to the link in the show notes, go to Cured Nutrition. You can use the code OKBABE. Either one, you'll get 20% off. Do it. Do it. Connor, what did you say about Organifi Red? 
Then I drink it before I go to bed and it's very nice. And what does it do? What do you mean? Oh, it like soaks into my body. I feel yeah. like soaking in like a sponge inside of me. <laughs> kind of like element, but with different. It's yeah. Like, it's like element, but with a powdered juice. Well, yeah. It has like antioxidants. And- yeah. My body goes, ah, my lungs are like, I don't know. It feels like it's in my lungs, even though it's not. But you're like, you drink it in and your body goes. I've been doing Organifi ads for probably three years now. And he had never said this before. And I've been making the red every single day. So it's always in there. And he's like, just so you know, in case you see like half of it's gone when you come out in the morning, it's because I drink it right before bed and it just soaks into my body. <laughs> it feels like it just soaks in. What are you going to tell you? Oh, okay. Um, it is extremely refreshing and it does feel like, I feel like because it has so many like nutrients in it and antioxidants, it just really it gives your body what it needs in every way. I love it. I love my body gets what it needs. <laughs> Me too. Um, anyways, yeah, we've been on green and red as always every single day, but the red will quench your damn thirst apparently at nighttime when your body needs it. Yeah. Go to Organifi.com slash okay, babe, and you'll get 20% off. Do it. Okay. So first thing that we wanted to get into was the most responded thing I heard was losing myself. People have a deep fear. You know, sometimes you lose yourself in the music, the moment you want it. <laughs> I'm going to never let it go. You only got one shot. Continue. <laughs> All I'm saying is if you if you feel like you're losing yourself. Eminem gets watch, you. Watch 8 Mile. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, <laughs> oh, so Brittany Murphy. I forgot about that. God. It's actually funny that this is coming up because I last week I had, sort of had a meltdown because I was we had the foster puppies with us. I was exhausted. I'm, you know, getting bigger by the second struggling sleeping. I felt like I was doing everything. I felt like I wasn't being taken care of. I felt like I wasn't taking care of myself. Everything just came to a head. And I had a really honest conversation with myself the other day about how it was so clear to me when you went hunting, actually, that I take care of myself and I am myself and I do for myself when you're not in the house or you're not here. Easy. But I really struggle doing that when you're home because I have such codependent Enneagram 2, I'm a helper, I'm a caregiver tendencies. And I'm such a martyr. That's how I learned from my mom to be in relationship with partner or children. And so I immediately go back to that pattern. And I'm really glad that I had awareness around that because I have such a tendency to lose myself. And I remember my brother used to call me out in relationships and be like, You always just bend to be whoever that person wants you to be or who you think you should be for that person. And I do that with you. And I do it very subconsciously often. Sometimes I do it on purpose because I'm like, oh, I know Connor would like it if I did this, you know, whatever, X, Y, Z. And it can be very simple things, but it leads to me feeling like I've lost myself. I've lost what I want. I lost what I care about. And I'm so worried about appeasing you or being a people pleaser that I just get kind of get lost in the shuffle. And so I really related to this, this answer because I think so many of us, especially women, have this tendency. And it's so important to be mindful going into any relationship, whether it's marriage or not, this could be friendships too, of how you maintain your sovereignty, how you take care of yourself, and how you acknowledge what do I want to do versus what does this person want to do? What do they care about? And am I okay disappointing this person if I have a different desire or opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
but a lot of that too is you gotta like you just did is you take responsibility for like what you brought into it like it's not really i think a lot of people this is in both this goes both ways right men women whatever kind of want that they want somebody to kind of mold themselves around their life and they call that like love which i think is can be really unhealthy yeah and unhealthy foundation but then again some people want here's the thing that's weird some people want that to find a person like that and some people want to be that person so sometimes it fucking works totally it's weird and that's the thing about this is all this is so subjective like there's trends and there's advice but it's like at the end of the day if you want if if what you really want and what fits your life is like hyper codependency then like Godspeed, dude, get after it, you know? And if what you, so that's the thing about marriage or just relationships in general, even friendships, they're all so fucking different. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, we're codependent for sure. I don't think it's unhealthy codependency. It's not like crazy, but it's, we make jokes about it. It's like reality and that's okay. You know, and it could be, I don't know. It could be, could be different, I guess, but it's just, there's so much nuance to the whole thing. It's hard to like, it's like, this is the way to do it. Like you're full. If somebody if ever tells you like, this is the way to do it. They're full of shit. Yeah. Full well, shit. I think even I really look forward to hunting season because I know you're going to be gone a lot and it gives me a lot of time to be with myself and do things I want to do. And I know it gives you time to do things you want to do and you get to be away from me. And like, it is super healthy for our level of codependency to have time away. I had two nights out with girlfriends this week. You went out with your friend last night without me. We get to have the house to ourselves. Like all of those things I think are really healthy dynamics for any type of relationship that you're in and being able to ask for that. I know when you need space, I know when you need to go out and go do something with someone else who is not me because I'm driving you crazy. Like we were definitely annoying the shit out of each other there for a couple weeks. And it was like, when was this with the dogs? Yeah, yeah like towards the end of having Ryder. Yeah. And it was it was exhausting. We weren't having sex. We were just ships passing in the night and you were coming off nicotine and we were just like, fuck you, fuck you. Like this sucks. 20 days, baby. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. But I think being able to speak up for yourself and ask for what you want and say, I need space or know your partner and be like, yeah, you need space. Like yesterday I was like, you need to go out with this person and go have drinks and like get out of the house. And mm-hmm. it was so good for you and you had the best time. Mm, and you're in nice. a great mood today. Yeah, but I mean, I'm excited to go hunting more. Well, I get that, but <laughs> I'm just saying in general, being able well, to, to take get that out, space. I need to get out of the house for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's good. We know that we talk about that. It's good. Yeah. yeah. It works out. So I think at the end of the day, losing yourself is super common. And I think it's just about what we both said, radical honesty with what's going on. And if you are someone who really wants to maintain that independence and be your own person, then you have to take responsibility for that. It's not your partner's job to make sure you're doing that for yourself. Well, that's the thing too, is like you got to build their life around the kind of like we, we work both work from home, which a lot of people, more people do now than ever really. And it's like, okay, so that means that like, I don't, I, our gym is here too. So there's like not a lot of reasons to leave. So it's like golf. Like, it's like, I have, I have a reason to be out of the house every season, you know, hunting season clearly is the most there's 16 days. And, and that also gets Theo out of the house too. So you get like, when dog's gone, so you get to have like a peaceful day. But then it's like, it's golf or it's this or it's that. It's like, there's always something to get, do to get like, get out. Get out. That, way, so that way we don't drive each other fucking crazy. Because it's like, it's a different reality when you're not gone for eight hours a day. Agreed. You yeah. Know, and I nine. think, I do think COVID really shifted that for so many couples and they weren't sure how to be after that. Yeah. Because you had this built in space and Esther Perel talks about this all the time. Like you need that space to have the dynamic you want in a relationship. Yeah. And so many of us don't have that space now. So how do you build that in? Yeah, if you don't have that space, then you can't fill it with dick. 
Yeah. <laughs> Love when it's filled with dick. Okay. So the next one we wanted to talk about was getting too comfortable or complacent. Um, yeah, we already talked about that with you in the bathroom situation. That is not. <laughs> next. <laughs> that was not me being comfortable or complacent. I did not feel good. And this baby is ruining my stomach. <laughs> Okay. I just kicked you in the in the in the colon or something. <laughs> Boom! Bow. In that vein, though, we do try to have bodily functions away from each other. <laughs> yeah, people that are like, "What was the movie was that uh, that we watched?" The other girl. Oh, the other woman. Other, yeah, yeah, um, with Cameron Diaz and um, Kate Upton and Leslie Mann. Yeah, that was like so funny. That was perfect. Yeah, because I was like, God, he's like, they're like, just like all like. All up in each other's yeah, shit, it was just like literally. Too much. I'm like, dude, like, can we just not? Like, I don't want to do. I don't know. It's not that hard. I maybe maybe we'll change things after you know I watch a baby crawl out of you, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. But it's in the time. I was like, you could probably like helpful this and not like let's pretend like we don't need to see each other go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, which I'm totally fine with. And everyone has their own thing with this. Like TMI, I had a past boyfriend who really loved to be in the bathroom when I went to the bathroom. He had a weird thing. He also liked to put tampons in me and pull them out. Oh. <laughs> I haven't told you that. Oh, dude, oh, what the I fuck is that. wrong with you? I don't know. It was like he You'd just be single right now. He literally asked me. Oh. He's like, "Can I do this?" And I was like, mm, I "That's mean, enough, dude. I guess. That's enough. <laughs> Stop it. Gross, dude. You had a pee guy <laughs> and a tampon guy." <laughs> Gross, dude. Uh, oh no, you know what? No judgment. I'm not judging anybody. But in my Don't reality, shame. Yeah, I'm not trying to. But like, I just think about like, I've only pulled one tampon out in my life. You have? Yeah, it was in Mexico, and I was 19 years old. Who's tamp? How did yeah, what? Some, some bra, dude. You know what I'm saying? But you were about to have sex with her, so you pulled yeah, the tampon we were doing out. Things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I swung it around, threw it in the bushes. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, did. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, but my story is disturbing. Okay. What? It wasn't a normal thing. We were in a hot tub. Oh. It was like, it was already chlorine down anyways. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. And it's not like, I'm not like, can I do this? It was like, hey, this is the reality of the situation. Might as well make it fun. Wow. And then I do a little cowboy move and foo. I kind of wish I could have met 19 year old Connor, but then again, I really don't. If it ain't easy, dude. If it ain't easy. <laughs> so, okay. In terms of getting too comfortable and complacent, I can totally see how this happens. And... Look, we're in our first year of marriage. We've only been together for three and a half years. I don't really think we've hit that mark where that's sort of happening, unless you want to correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I'm still pretty uncomfortable about this whole tampon peeing situation. Now. Okay. Well, we can so move I'm gonna on. Be, from oh, that. You, just, you just continue, and I'm going to try to cope over here. And do you feel like right we've, now. do you feel like there's any ways we've gotten too comfortable or complacent? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Nothing like, like glaring, probably, if I like really thought about it, like wrote some shit down, but yeah. I feel like, yeah, we're still sort of in the newness of it and, you know, first year of marriage and all of those things. But what I will say is I have been in this situation and you just stop trying and you stop caring and you're not worried about impressing the other person or seducing them. And it gets, well, I mean, maybe that's part of, I would say we've gotten kind of complacent in the seduction department. Yeah. And like being like sexy. Cause it's just, we've been in a weird place for the last well, eight months. Yeah. It's just a, yeah. There's a lot of reasons why it's not like it's like we, it's, there's just, yeah. Yeah. Like IVF being pregnant. Yeah. All the things. That makes um, it's like constantly variable. It's like, there's never a, not steady enough to even be it's like all new all the time. Every week it's something different. Cause like you're 
changing sizes. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's, like a, so, it's like, I don't even know what to, like the seduction piece is like, I don't even know how to even, like I don't, I, I'm getting confused. Like the points of entry are changing. Yep. So I'm trying to, like I'm focused there. I'm not really focused on seduction at the time, which is not fair. I'd prefer it the other way, but it's just like, you got to get it, you know, trying to get it done. There's a lot happening in your brain. There's a lot. Yeah. There's like a little bit distracted when it comes to that focus. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, I think that's the only thing I can pinpoint. But I think that really for me, it comes back to remembering who I was and remembering who we were. It's like, how did we get here? There are so many different ways you get to certain points in relationships. And such a big part of that is like the playfulness and the seduction and you know, getting to know your partner and sharing different parts of yourself. And I think that when you get to a point where you're not curious about your partner, you don't want to put an effort because maybe they frustrated you so many times you've lost interest in that. I think all of those things lead to being too comfortable and getting complacent. And I think this comes down to communication at the end Mm -hmm. of the day. Really, this is a communication issue is are you sharing with your partner things about where your needs are not being met and allowing them the space to share the same thing and not being defensive or going at them, but really being able to hear each other. And I think that's something that you and I have actually learned to do really well this year, even amidst all the circumstances is just being able to share like, Hey, I feel like I can't talk about this. I feel like my needs are being met in this way. And it's really frustrating and it's not your fault, but this is kind of how I feel. Yeah. Right. And Same thing for me. Even last week, I said to you, like, I resent you because I feel like I'm not being taken care of. And I wasn't trying to attack you because so much of it was my own responsibility for how I had done things. But I had to be able to say that. And I needed you to not attack me or come at me and be defensive. And you weren't. You were so amazing. And you've been so helpful in taking care of me so much. And so I think it's all the little things that need to be spoken out in order to keep this from happening mm-hmm. yeah that makes total sense anything else you want to add to that no oh, i think you nailed it okay great I'm brilliant <laughs> go me okay the next thing is being trapped why don't you take this that's that's just what's gonna happen embrace, embrace it and move on you're gonna live in captivity now forever are you a whale what i'm a whale but <laughs> yeah no i'm a i'm a i'm a orca in a swimming pool doing tricks for people were you scared about being trapped not really <laughs> i was um, yeah, I, I mean i don't know it's just like do you feel trapped I don't in know. a marriage I, I don't know like i don't know i didn't know what to expect so i didn't want to get all anxious about shit that i didn't i wasn't familiar with okay you know well saying? now you're in it you're well you're not really months. i've been in it for fucking less than a year so i have zero expertise i don't feel trapped okay i feel like i have a lot of freedom i don't get like you know so it's like, I don't really, you know, it's not really. So talk about that though. I think that's the important part here is what is it that you feel like you have freedom with that helps you not feel trapped? I mean, I just get to get and do what I want to do for the most part. I just don't like take care of my shit. It. Like I get to go, I don't know. I just have a lot of freedom. I get to do a lot of things. I don't, I don't feel like this is, it's a giant burdensome situation. It doesn't feel that way because mm-hmm. it's not. So how do I act in order to make that possible? I don't think it has much to do with you at all. Really? <laughs> just kidding. Oh. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's not. I think we already, I already, we, that was already the case before we got married. It wasn't like that. I don't even. It's hard to even pinpoint because it's not like it's a specific thing. It's just like that's the vibe. So, that's our whole. That's our whole thing. We've talked about that for a long time. We've had that 
intention for a long time. And that's what it is. But what I want to be clear about is when Connor says he has freedom to go do whatever he wants, he's not out fucking different girls and being crazy. And no, that's not what he's saying. He's saying that Connor feels supported when he gets to go and hunt and go golf or and go like, out and have drinks stuff, with a friend. Do the work stuff I want to do. It's fine. Or it's, just, it's like, not just hunting and fucking recreational shit. I know. Shit. Well, I wasn't done and you I cut know. me off. I, I will do what I want to do. I'll have freedom. And gets to <laughs> say what he wants. There's, we have a very open dialogue. So Connor says absurd things and is just ridiculous. And I let him, I don't let him do that. I am just non-reactive, like in a negative way. I just kind of let him be who he is without judgment. And I think that that allows you to feel extremely free in a sexual manner. We have been able to create a dynamic that is monogamous, obviously different now, but where we have been able to be with other women, where we do talk about our desires and fantasies, where you do feel like you can express yourself and you're not being shut down for things that you desire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's all encompassing in all of those ways. Yeah. And I think that you're right. This is something that we've worked on from day one to be able to have that in our marriage. Yeah. It doesn't come overnight. And I think it goes both ways. I have a lot of freedom. I mean, I was basically in a relationship with another woman right before we got engaged. And yes. Connor was super supportive. And I was more supportive of that situation than either one of you were. <laughs> well, we were confused. Yeah, I, um, I was watching it. It was really <laughs> fucking annoying. I'm like, you're fucking retarded. I don't understand what the hell is going on to where you guys uh, you are crazy. Women are fucking a mess. Yeah, I, I can confirm. But I've been able to explore and be curious whether it's with other women or plant medicine or my work or, you know, just getting to do different things, trying new things Even in my life. Even the way you're doing the pregnancy is different than what I would think. But it's like, do your thing. You're the boss. I don't what do you know. mean? I just don't know. I don't get it. A lot of the stuff you think and say and do. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Like what? I don't know, babe. All kinds of shit. You're like this and that. I, but I'm like you. This is your thing. I don't need to. It's our thing inside of you, but it's like you're the one carrying it around. You get, you make those decisions. I know, but now I want an example because I don't know I what you're talking about. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but sometimes you just say stuff and I'm like, huh, interesting. About like some kind of, it's some, you know, whatever the fucking shit you guys talk about, you and Imbo and just. Oh, like in my coaching sessions? Just some of the stuff that you, you guys think about. I'm like, oh, weird. Like, I, I didn't think about that. You have so much freedom when it comes. Have I micromanaged this pregnancy at all? No, exactly. I mean, you've said a few things about you not wanting me to take things, but you have like science to back it up, which makes sense to me. Yeah, but if that's not, that's just me being like, yeah, we're not doing right. X, Y, and Z. Like, no, you've let me be like, completely in like charge. You're going to do this, you're doing that. Like, it's none of that. Like, it's just like, you're, you're running the show here, dude. I trust you. Yeah, but we're also, we have the same values and goals around what we want this to look like. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's something you'd like to say? <laughs> no. You're such a pain in my ass. I know it's fun. So anyway, have a good time. That's hard being trapped. Okay, the last thing here is sexual monogamy. People, what did they scared. say on that? What did they say in that movie uh, with Paul Rudd and what's her and Jennifer Aniston? I don't know. Monogamy is sexual slavery, no. <laughs> which it is. Run away from it. The end. Bye bye. Now that we're sort of monogamous, yeah, <laughs> you don't get to touch me if you're going to respond like that. I was like touching that. your boob. Touch your boob whenever I want. My boob too. So this is a huge fear for people. I heard this quite a few times. 
And fuck bitches and get money, dude. Uh, what the fuck are you worried about? What am I going to do if this is the last person that I have sex with for the rest of my life? Dude, that's the last person. That's what you're going to do is have sex with that person for the rest of your life. But what if you don't want to? How do you have that conversation if you're not in a dynamic like ours? Well, it's so funny. I was playing golf the other day with uh, me and my buddy Ben and then a couple other dudes that just joined. There were two, two singles, so it was like they didn't know each other either. And one guy was talking about his wife and him went to Vegas. And he tried to he tried to, t- to convince her to have a threesome with a hooker. Oh Jesus! And I was like, and I was like, and we got back in the cart, and Ben goes, "Little did he know that he had a threesome professional standing right there." Oh and I was God. like, I was like, "That's a good idea." And he was like, "Yeah, she wouldn't go for it." I was like, "Oh, I didn't say anything else." I was like, "Cool." And just like got back in the cart and was like, "I'm not even. I don't even know this guy. Like, I'm not trying. We're all kind of the same age." Yeah. And it was funny. It was like a good group of people. It was like these guys were pretty cool. But it was so funny because Ben's like, he had no idea who he was standing oh next to. Oh my God. I was like, yeah, dude. He goes, he goes, you could just have been like, you don't have to pay him. <laughs> it was funny. Anyways, but I don't know. I mean, you just got to architect. It's, you got to think, okay, what baggage do I have as far as my preconceived ideas of what a relationship is? How do I want to address this? What really like fuels our sexuality? What gets me excited? It's just a billion questions you got to ask yourself. And talk about with someone else and figure out what the fuck that means to you guys. If you were both scared of this thing, then have a conversation about it and know that all your insecurities and shit are going to come up and some of those are valid and some of them aren't. And, you know, some jealousy is helpful and some is not. <laughs> you got to be able to decipher which ones of those make sense for you. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it is, there's a 800 bajillion books on it, whether it's the ethical slut or some Esther Perel shit or Chris Ryan, if you want to get into like the science of it. You know, we've, we've tried to make sense of this whole like civilization thing. And at the end of the day, it's like a lot of it's just fucking made up. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's made up. The United States of America, does it exist? Yeah. Is it made up? Yes. Borders. What the fuck is a border? It's just a river that happens to be somewhere where two people were fighting. Like all, the, all this shit. We constructed it. All. It's all so much that like, there's very few things that are just like actually real. Right. That exist. And so it's, it's one of those things we have to like kind of deconstruct the whole situation and rebuild it the way you want it. So yeah. If you're scared of monogamy, then you need to have a conversation about how you're scared of monogamy. You also need to understand why you are and what that's meant in your life and how that's created patterns. It's just, it's, it's a lot, it's just a lot of self questioning. And to be honest, like a lot of self doubt that comes out of that too. And if you're already in a marriage and you're having that conversation, it's much harder than if you're doing it beforehand. But yeah. and I, I have never been there, so I don't know, but it seems like that would be a challenging. What situation. if one person Wants to be monogamous and the other person doesn't. I don't know. It depends. It depends, Kelly. That's a really hard conversation to have. Yeah. And it depends on what that means and why the other person doesn't. You know, it's just so. Well, because what I think what what comes up is I think I think many people could potentially be scared of monogamy because they're actually scared of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And you can be you can be scared of a lot of things and be scared of intimacy that can be a huge driving force. So I think it's kind of like what you're saying. You have to have a lot of, you have to ask yourself a lot more deep of questions to get to the root of why is it that I want a different dynamic in my relationship? Well, it's like just what kind of, if you could just take all you you deconstruct all the bullshit and you just ask yourself like, what kind of relationship do you want to have? You get into that shit. You know, it's like, that's, it's not about like what you don't want, but what you want. And then you just build it out, out of that. But maybe no, that's going to change at some point, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of a weird, a weird situation. Well, and I think, so like I said, we're, we're basically monogamous at this point. And it's something that we had talked about being a possibility and not knowing what we were going to feel like when I got pregnant. And here we are. And I think that it's, 
it's fine and we are on the same page I think for the most part, and you can mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, of like, this is a chapter in our lives and this is the priority and this is where we are. And we're also really open about what we want for the future and our fears and our desires and making sure that the foundation of our relationship, which is being expressed sexually mm-hmm. and sharing our fantasies, is still a huge part of who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think we've also done a good job of not being under the assumption that kids are not going to change things. And you know, my postpartum isn't going to change things. Yeah. Correct. So I think you just have to be really honest with yourself. And I think you also have to be willing to say the uncomfortable thing to your partner, because if you don't say the uncomfortable thing, you're going to end up resenting them. And And that's on you. Yeah. Yeah. It goes, it goes up both ways. Yeah. And it becomes a self betrayal of not speaking whatever your truth is at that moment. And that can change the next day. But yeah, it's a trip, man. It is. Wild shit out there. It's it a crazy is. world. So we're going to talk more about this as we get into the next episode because a lot of people's biggest complaints and desires is around sex in their marriage. Oh, so really? It is. See, I feel like we're unqualified to talk about that because we haven't been married for long enough. We haven't, but... We haven't gone through babies and all that stuff yet, but we'll try. We're not going to give our perspective on what to do when you have children. That's not something I can speak to, but... What to do when you're... When you're boning? Yeah. When you're boning with your dick. When you're boning with your pussy, yeah. Anyway, stay tuned for part two. Part two. Love ya. Bye.